0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, the mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. Got everything you need to know about getting shit done,
1: and we can do it together. It's a kind of a format that I'm stealing from uh, one of my favorite hockey podcasts. Like mm-hmm. they usually throw a couple of interviews in, mixed in with a bunch of banter, and it like. It actually spreads out the podcast really nice, and I don't think it costs them a whole lot on the time. Uh, on the like, They don't really talk that long, but obviously, this is a culmination of a couple of days worth of work for me. But uh, yeah, without further ado, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to the Bigam X Radio Podcast, brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and enter discount code Bigam Radio. Radio 15 for 15% off your order upon checkout. This podcast is also brought to you by SickWix. You've got about a day or two, maybe not even, to enter... Discount code HEARTS upon checkout and get 20% off. Uh, That's, of course, a Valentine's Day uh, promotion. And hopefully you guys hear this before uh, that promotion ends. If it does, I apologize. And uh, we'll get you a promo code uh, sometime soon to save some money on Sickwick Candles. And I can't forget one of our favorite sponsors. They've been on, on with us for almost three years now. Great friends of the podcast over at The Collective Experience Cut yourself out of the herd. Get yourself an experience that you cannot buy anywhere else on the internet. The Collective XP is where you can go. .com is where you can go and sign yourself up to be a part of an exclusive experience where you actually get to be integrated into a motocross racer's program for the day he they bring you right in you're wearing the team shirt you're, you're you're uh you're doing blog vlogs for people you're videotaping practice sessions you're talking race strategy with some of the top flight pros in the sport of supercross and it all gets put together by the mastermind dave drakes who happens to be on the line with us right now dave how's it going what's going on man just uh
0: in the hotel room waiting to talk about some supercross
1: dude you weren't waiting to talk supercross you were gonna talk yourself into a hand job and then maybe go to bed but uh <laughs> let's be honest let's be uh, honest a little
0: bit of, little bit of column a, a little bit of
1: column b right? okay 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 but okay minneapolis has come and went the closest supercross to my back door and i didn't show up i'm awesome i'm a plug i I'm an absolute has-been. I used to go to races, but I don't. I get it. I missed one hell of a race. Let's talk 250s. Before we get into the main event where Austin Forkner just laid an absolute beating on everybody, let's talk about that LCQ that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Whether it was uh, the 401 Going ass over tea kettle in the rhythm section to Joey Crown, just like basically is taking off into the abyss off of the, the bull turn. Or you have Lane Shaw. Uh, I think he got a sampling of a, a Dunlop tire, at least a couple of sets of uh, um, of Hoosiers. I guarantee he probably got ran over by a set of Pirelli's. Like, he actually, like, they're. Shane. <laughs> Lane Shaw might have more and more intel on how each set of tires work than anybody else on the line.
0: (laughs) It sure seemed like that, man. So that was probably one of the craziest races I've ever seen. I think that rivals that LCQ at East Rutherford, that everyone still seems to mention in the 450 class a few years back. Um, But yeah, I mean, as a fan sitting in the stands, I didn't know where the hell to look. So, you know, there's a race going on up front where the guy's kind of pulling away then you look a few spots back there's two dudes wanting to kill each other. a few spots back from that one guy's going over a berm, another guy's you know getting taken up front of the finish line. This dude's getting run over. this dude's you know crashing to this guy It, it was absolute mayhem, and the fans were just going nuts for it. Um, I lost track of who the hell was leading because there's just just carnage everywhere um it, it was It was definitely a race that's probably going to be talked about forever. i'm pretty sure Feld got all of their crashing promos just from that one race for, like, the next five years. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> be prepared to see He's that. We're still but, looking uh, for Joey yeah, Crown. It was, it if
1: was... anyone knows where Joey Crown is, please <laughs> let us know.
0: Dude, up with the Raptors or something, man, he sent his like wicked far. So. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, it was it was nuts, man. It was it was super nuts. Like, literally, I'm not kidding. I could not keep track of who was in front because it was just such carnage. Guys were going down. A few guys that were in transfer spots completely threw that out the window. I'm sure a few guys that had no... Chance or, or no idea they'd even make a make it to the night program or uh, sorry the main event. Um, they were probably flabbergasted when they crossed the line of the chance for a spot. So it, it was nuts, man. I don't think we'll see a race like that uh, anytime soon. That was one to remember for sure.
1: Absolutely. And then getting getting in, you've got uh, uh, a, a couple of actually some pretty solid guys. I think Lorenzo Lucrucio gets in as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as well as I think Osby. Uh, he got in through Did Osby win that thing? Yeah, Osby won that thing uh, And then Fleming gets in As well as uh, Who is 21? Chase Marchier Chase Marchier gets in through the LCQ And then the stage is set for this uh, this main event um, By some miracle um, What's Uh and then Chase Sexton got in through the heat race, even though he like just made it very difficult on himself in the heat race. Two pretty decent crashes. Uh, one in the rhythm section, uh, where he sort of gets hung up on the tough blocks, and then he just goes nose wheeling into the, uh, the that berm that crosses the start straight. Hilarious hilarity ensues. He gets back on the motorcycle, gets back into qualifying position, ends up the night on a, on a fifth, on a just a butt-ugly night for Chase Sexton, very much like an Adam C and first uh, uh, first Anaheim one. He ends up fifth. Few points down on the championship, but uh, showed some serious speed. That's a guy you can pencil him in for some uh, for some race wins this uh, this year. A um, couple other guys that stuck out to me that uh, definitely had a much better showing than I expected. Um, Jordan Bailey, where did that come from? Uh, riding uh, in the heat race, riding in front of uh, Marvin or uh, Mar- Martin Davalos, who like. I just didn't expect that. Like, Of course, Jordan Bailey, very highly touted amateur kid, uh, was part of the Husqvarna program before turning pro as part of the, the uh, KTM program, as well as Zyvi's uh, a team green kid growing up. The kid had some serious skill. Um, who jumped off the map for you as far as really impressing, other than the fact that Austin Forkner was on a mission to just like just make a statement out there?
0: Um, I'd have to agree with you about... Um, Bailey, man, um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Bailey since you know he was back in his team Green days. Um, he he looks solid. I know a lot of you know me and you talked about it over um, past outdoor season. A lot of these rookies were starting to not have the best rides, You know, they're starting to lose that glimmer. I think that, that kind of tracked them through the whole amateur, um, amateur career. And Bailey kind of fell on that sort of that, that envelope. So to see him kind of come back uh, with the top 10, a lot of people might say, Hey, that's not that great. But I mean, he looked extremely solid lap times weren't extremely far off. Like they were in the past. So uh, I think this is a, a really good stepping stone and a good starting out point for the season because he can only go up from here. Um, he's definitely got uh, a lot of a lot of talent behind him and he's got some great support. So I, I suspect to see this guy up in a um, maybe like a top seven, top six, top five before before too long here um, if he gets his super crossbow underneath him pretty decently and. Um, gets comfortable with you know racing with some of these faster guys like a Sexton or a Cooper and stuff like that. I mean he he could be a podium threat you know by the season's end. So it it, it could be pretty cool. Um, I will say, um, seeing Covington in eleventh, I was kind of shocked at that. I thought he'd end up in more of a seventeenth, sixteenth kind of spot, being that it's his first Supercross race. But salvaging an eleventh, like it's not not too bad, you know. I, I could definitely see him doing something like, like what I said Bailey could do and and uh, putting himself up there in a, in a much better top ten spot, but um, not bad for first showing in Supercross. Uh, he's never really raced a lot of these guys before. I'm sure he's still getting comfortable with you know the team, the the bike setup, all of this, all of that. Just stuff. Supercross so, in um,
1: general.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a whole different world. I mean, he you know he's he's it's used to racing a whole different, different part of the world. world. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure he's taking a fun in his head every time. But yeah, um, I, yeah I, so. you know what? I bet
1: you're 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 so <laughs> you're, right, wasn't Dave. A Disney Fan, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I feel like Thomas <laughs> Cummington might be just young enough not to have probably watched Aladdin. Um, and if he did, um, it was probably like some sort of censorship because of 2018 happened. And now we're 2019. That same shit's still happening. Uh, but yeah, like uh, guys who jump off the map for me, Lorenzo Locrucio at a 12, like, holy shit, that's a really good ride for him. Like, a guy who uh, two years ago with Rock River was basically a complete unknown. Definitely not putting in those rides. And, uh, oh, not a big deal. Brandon Hartraft, who, like, he's been working with the uh, the uh, Cycle Trader guys. He's been working with uh, with Seth uh, Rarick for a long time. The guys, he's, he's got great tutelage. He's in great shape. He looks like Ivan Drago. Uh, and he was basically just like... <laughs> He had a bit of a quiet night, but for a guy that like spin the clocks back a year was like basically a weekly feature in the LCQs, or just on the very cusp of uh, that that ninth place in the uh, the heat races. Like the guy just put in some work. He uh, he he had a decent decent qualifying uh like uh he squeaked in there with i believe a uh, a ninth place in the heat race and then backed that up with an eighth in the main event very good night for uh, brandon hart and uh yeah i, I think uh e- even better days ahead for him and and not to mention kyle cunningham on uh, a, a crf one crf 250 from honda haven't seen him on a honda in oh god how long maybe since his butler brother days back in the day on, uh, on Hondas was uh, the 37 machine of Kyle Cunningham. So good ride on, uh, on his part as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. We, we were actually talking about Cunningham. We saw someone wheeling a 37 Honda. We're like, who the hell is a high digit number like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, a high two digit number or low, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, on a Honda, we're like, who is that? Someone's like Cunningham, like really a 250 Honda. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't be Right. Um, so yeah, to see him do that, that was pretty cool. But going back to um, to Rant, um super super solid guy. i a lot of people talk about him in terms of talent and um, and potential, and you know, working with the right with the right people, what he could what it, what it could you know afford him and stuff like that. And he's never been a guy that. That that shocks me when I see him in a good spot. So to see him in eighth in eighth place, it's like, oh yeah, kind of he, he he should be there. You know what I mean? He's got pretty decent equipment, super talented guy. A lot of people speak very highly of him. Um, you know, he he should he should be in these in these better spots. So. Um, probably why I glossed over a little bit because I, I expect that guy just from what I hear about him and what I see those little flashes of brilliance here and there, I do expect him to be in that position. And I do think he can do a lot better. So um this he might be one of those um I wouldn't say late bloomers, but guys that take a little bit of time to get to get going and then we might see him explode down the road, you know, um, nailing some top five, maybe some podiums if he gets in the right equipment and stuff like that. So um yeah, I I would definitely keep an eye on him, but yeah, it's, I, I totally expect that guy to be where he is, and if not, much better throughout the season.
1: Fair enough. What did you make of the uh, Alex Martin on uh, Martin Davalos? Martin on Martin, knocking him down, and uh, that just felt, uh, that was basically the night for for Martin Davalos, I think he had another tip over late, later on in the race, due to some bike issues. Uh, but he comes with the 16th place, uh, and, uh, and Alex Martin, uh, due to a pretty crafty, very aggressive pass from Justin, Co- yeah, Justin Cooper, uh, relinquished that, uh, third spot on the podium, ends up fourth. Um, Alex has uh, come to play.
0: Yeah, he has. <laughs> it took me a while to get used to seeing that guy on a yellow bike, but, uh, um, yeah, he, he looked really, really good. I did not expect him to um, to do as good in qualifying as he did cause, uh, for, for a while there. The top six were just trading spots back and forth and back and forth, and Alex got himself in there in the mix as well. Um, and I thought it'd take more time for him to get used to that Suzuki, and he's not the best Supercross rider. He's not bad, um, but, you know, I would say he's more of an outdoor specialist more than anything. Um, and, yeah, I was fucking was surprised. He's, he's here to, to to do battle with these guys, and I think if it wasn't for that for that um, last minute pass by Hooper – uh, Martin could have been on the podium. I think it's just going to feel the fire, get him, you know, get him kind of pissed off that he got a fourth at his home race. Um, we're we're going to see him come back, and he's going to be aggressive, man. He looks very comfortable on that bike, um, throwing it around, revving it out, man. I, I think, I think he likes what he's on, and um, I'd be very shocked if that guy doesn't get a win this season. I'm not saying he's going to take the whole thing, but the way he was riding and in, in practice and throughout the day, I can definitely see him. Um, if Forkner does kind of, you know, have a faulty weekend, I could see Martin sneaking in there and grabbing a grabbing a
1: win. You betcha, my friend. I think uh, he, he's there's a there's a lot of depth and talent in the East Coast, uh, and and just a ton of great riders. Like like there's uh, there's talented guys. There's guys that are making comebacks. There's guys like there's there's veterans. There's new guys. There's rookies. There's uh, third year pros that are killing it. Like Austin Forkner, great job on him to grab uh, his share of the points lead. Now both Pro Circuit teams holding the Pro uh, points lead, uh, and and of course they they could have made it at all three if not for uh, uh, a so-so performance from uh, Eli Tomac, and we'll get to that. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I I was pretty impressed. Um, uh, Where were you when you heard Blake Wharton's uh, uh, Honda 250F just, like, screaming as he uh, was endowing through that rhythm section? Because uh, that was was an all-timer as far as a panic ref
0: that I, I i ended up missing that one it's like the minute i turned my head someone was was talking about it It's like oh man you missed it look you know he's down or something like that so um yeah i i totally totally spaced on that one man i was so just to give you background you know i love the east coast rounds and my eyes were darting everywhere i was just in such awe that we were back on the east coast the track looked sick so much action going on i totally missed that one so yeah that was that's on me but I, yeah i heard it was Pretty
1: spectacular. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it was. And actually, with that, we should throw it to uh, our interview right now. This interview is brought to you by Gamma Power Sports, Canadian uh, distributor of uh, of power sports uh, equipment and all, all you need for the biker body. So uh, enjoy this interview with Blake Wharton, brought to you by Gamma Power Sports. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code Big Radio 15 to save 15% off on your order upon checkout. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and with us on the line, he's a repeat offender. We've had him on the podcast, we've had him on Instagram Live, and uh, he is the 93 in your program, number one in your hearts. Some call him Prince, some call him Slash, most people just call him Blake. Blake, how's it going? Blake Wharton on the Big MX Radio Podcast how's it going hey not doing too bad man uh I'm enjoying the weather that you've all that you've fleed um it's still uh minus uh minus a million outside so that's why I'm inside uh in confines of my apartment right. and uh I yeah and, 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 uh just on the heels of the Minneapolis supercross where uh you came uh, uh honestly had a had a, like a little bit of an up and down night but some positives to take away from it tell me about it
2: yeah we had some positives um uh it, yeah we had a good heat race um that's that's always good you know when you can get out there despite how things have been going throughout the day and just sort of put it all down and, and get a good race in um and that's that's what we try to do um definitely have some work to do and would like to make some adjustments as we get this uh, week started and then we get the next couple races going but um yeah a good save um some good riding in the heat races and uh Obviously, everyone saw that almost Indo on on my uh, on my rhythm section there. So that was a uh, that was talk of the town for a while. But uh, <laughs> no, pr- pretty good. Other than that, we would have liked to have had a better main, of course. Um, I think I was in eighth and uh, just got close to the right side of the loops. And when you you know when there's a big rut like that, it tends to bounce the rear. And I got uh, off in the wrong wrong direction and sort of shot me off. And uh, it was a Wasn't good. I got, took a little bit of a tire print on the back, but, uh. Uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what, that's how I, I test the rear tires so much. I really want to feel them, make sure right. that they're working well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Getting that personal t- touch with the, uh, the rear wheel there. Um, yeah. Working with, uh, the TIE loop team, uh, new for you for 2019. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that heat race. I think you surprised some people with the speed, uh, that you, like, obviously, you, you you've won races in this class before, but that was a while ago. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, just running the pace of some of these kids that uh, um, like I'm, I'm not too sure how many people uh, expected you to be able to uh, stay within their lap times uh, throughout that section or throughout that heat race. And then uh, maybe walk us through that. Uh, I, I assume you sort of cross-run it, um, and, and let out a pretty gnarly panic rev, uh, but we able to save it. Yeah. Um, you
2: know, the, the pace is, is fast. Um, the East Coast is pretty stacked. A lot of younger guys, like you said. Um, you know, a little bit of a couple changes here and there each year. Um, that's part of the development and evolution of the sport. Um, but ultimately, I do still feel like I can run that pace. Um, we have yet to show our full speed, which is the good news, good for me, anyways. Uh, I'm not sure as to what everyone else expects. You know, people expect certain things, but um, I'd rather remain a little bit more of a question mark because the reality is I can still. Go very fast, and you don't lose a lot of those bike skills that you've acquired over the last, you know, um, 20 years. Uh, You do have to sharpen it. You do have to iron some things out. You do have to get some settings down. And yeah, the reality is, is we kind of had a bit of a later start, and it's uh, a little tougher to get things um, tested and developed. And um, when you're coming in the season with a new bike. In um, a different team, so we had some of those hurdles we had to get over, but um now that we have round one out of the way, I'm hoping that some of those things are uh, behind us, and uh, we can get more back to that heat race speed and some um, you know that was a good place to start, but definitely we have more we have more we're capable of
1: so tuck take me through the progression with the motorcycle uh riding on a level team that you're currently on similar to the team that you're on last year with the IB Corp team, uh, like, um, not, a, uh, no factory support there, but uh, a lot of great companies coming together to, uh, to create a good race bike that you can work with. Uh, what was the progression like for you building up as far as like some testing? What were you able to make improvements on the motorcycle? Uh, and what are some things that maybe, uh, like, uh, sort of, um, not to say that you have to have to just settle for, but uh, what are some of the things that uh, you're not able to change, um, but you have to kind of sort of make the best with?
2: Um, come on, ding dong! Sorry, someone was trying to not use their blinker um, today. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's always good. Um, yeah, well, one of the biggest differences is this time this year we're based in out of Texas, and so it's a little bit harder because the sponsors aren't here and the team is not here. You know, last year we went to California, Southern California, because the IB Corp guys were based there. Um, where this year the Tyler guys are based in the, you know, um, middle part of the United States, Kentucky, um, to be more exact, Kentucky, Iowa area. And, um, so we decided to stay in Texas and that's good in some ways. And it's, it's tougher in some ways. It does make testing and development, uh, more difficult, um, you know, the Honda is a great bike, but this is the second year for this model, um, this newer model that they have. And um, whereas the Yamaha was further into its development than um, than this one or further into its life cycle anyways. Um So that makes things a little bit more challenging because there's more time that you have to spend on testing and developing, getting the bike where you want it. Um, we're in the process of getting it where we want. Um, we're in the process of fine tuning some of the things. Um, I think it's in a it's a good spot, definitely a good spot, but we have some work to do. Um, and so that's what we're gonna do this week. That's what we intend to to improve upon each round. and um who knows, by round you know three or four, we could be speaking more myself physically as well as the bike.
1: There you go. So, um, moving into a hometown supercross for you, Dallas. Um, I assume that there's more than a few people that will want to, uh, um, get some passes and, and, uh, some extra special attention on a home race like that for you. Um, on a home race uh, more pressure to perform for the hometown fans or uh, more excitement knowing that uh, you're in friendly confines of uh, a beautiful stadium like that and you've got uh, likely a cheering section um, that uh, is just uh, is that much more uh, enjoyable than a, than a flyaway race
2: yeah I would say it is is a little more enjoyable just because like you said you have um, you're a lot more familiar faces but um no no more pressure, I would say um each supercross we try to bring our our game face to to every round you know every race regardless of where we're at. It's not like I'm gonna be trying harder here um just you have a little bit more love in the air perhaps sometimes, and that can make uh, a big difference um I've done you know fairly well at the stadium uh, each time i think i've I' podiums there several times and I've had a win at Houston and some podiums there, so um yeah, it definitely is uh, um it would it would seem that we've we've uh there's something in the air but um you know a lot of people will be there yeah a lot of uh hopefully a lot of fans show up and you know can uh, can show a little bit more support
1: for sure so uh you hope hoping to uh uh maybe have a career best obviously you're looking for that this weekend as well in minneapolis you mentioned going down uh and and experiencing the uh the rear rear like, uh, rear tire like never before um you got pinned underneath the motorcycle. Uh, w- w- What's going through the head there when, uh, like you have to get out from underneath the motorcycle and, uh, before you even consider getting back in the race?
2: Yeah, well, I've seen all of these big, really strong guys, like lift up their motorcycles and like load them into the back of, uh, of a truck without using a ramp. So I thought I would try to one up them here in the middle of the, uh, main event. So I thought right. I would get underneath it and try to do a push Um, that was my, that was what I was thinking anyway. It didn't end up being great time-wise, um but
1: uh, I did manage to get one push-up in. There you go. And so a little bit of uh, in-season training, uh, mid-main event, you are able to uh, remount and get back in the race. Um, You'd mentioned just some some speed and some positives you take away from this first round. Um, What are some of the things that you feel like you need to work on uh, before you're at full pace?
2: Yeah, well, definitely starts, um, I'd like to think each race I'm going to get a little bit better cardiovascular-wise because you just you can't replace racing. And of course, I got to do as much race. Well, I got to do uh, a fair amount of racing before the season, um, based on the little amount of time we had. But those weren't supercross races, and obviously, supercross racing is is the pinnacle of speed and endurance. Um, so definitely, would like to improve on that. And then just get more at home with the bike, get more comfortable with the bike, and make some adjustments that are more in sync with my writing style, I guess you could say. And then I'm hoping that that will get me that in you know, next basically a second, a second and a half, depending on you know how you're looking at it, that's wise
1: Well there you go. Um, obviously like you you've got uh, the the track for uh, Daytona came out today. Uh people talking a little bit about that layout. Looks like some long rhythm lanes. Uh actually only you only count six corners on the track, all bo- all bull bo- turns uh on this year's layout. Um what goes through your mind when you see a layout like that uh that looks like it's going to be uh like it's going to be high speed. There won't be a lot of uh, opportunities for passes in those some of those some of the bull cor- tor- corners there will be, but for the most part uh it'll be uh, more about the obstacles and it will be actually, uh, navigating through, uh, through traffic. What do you, what do you think when you see a, uh, a layout like that?
2: Uh, that's a good question. And I actually have yet to see this new Daytona layout, but obviously Daytona is pretty renowned for its brutal conditions. Um, you know, a lot would depend depend upon weather. I would say, um, the berms can be really good for Daytona. They can also make it, um, a bit one line depending on how it's, how they're positioned. Um, But I think it's probably a good move, um, opening up some of the corners because a lot of them can be kind of tight there. And then you have like this massively inside rut versus this massively far outside berm, and there's like 20 feet in the middle that's not even being used. Um, Sometimes you can see that at at Daytona. It's not like there's four or five ruts in between. Yeah. Um, So I think if they can try to make more of the track usable, we've seen a lot of one one. One line areas at Daytona in the past. So, if we can kind of open it up and maybe uh, put some berms on the inside, put some berms, faster berms on the outside, it could be make for more dynamic racing, more exciting racing, and more passes ultimately. But yeah, long rhythm sections at Daytona tell me, you know, it can be rougher, it can be more like motocross.
1: For sure. So, like, uh, one of the questions I was thinking of is that the fact that you've been at this for quite some time, uh, like, uh, different renditions of your career, different levels of success. Um, do you find that fans uh, have a pr- pr- propensity to to ask you about yesteryear a little bit more than they talk about this year specifically? Like, a lot of uh, fans that want to re- reminisce, maybe some old jerseys come out of the woodwork, old posters. Um, like, how 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 do the fans like to interact with you the most?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I I think that a lot of the fans that are still my fans have been fans of of me throughout my career as opposed to being a fan of just, you know, the supercross in itself or me as a supercross racer, which is nice because it's a little bit more personable, a little bit more, they're more open to what you do as an individual, as opposed to just, you know, wanting you or or liking you or watching you or following you for one reason alone, which is supercross or motocross. Um, So yeah, I think my fans have kind of grown with me and, um i've you know i can recognize a lot of these fans that have been fans of mine since i was 17 18 years old um you know and some of them are you know fans all the way through whether it's you know with writing uh, stories or writing music or playing music or racing or training and teaching um and that's nice it's good to have that uh as far as what they want to see out of me i'd say most of them are very much interested in what's happening now you know uh if I can show them glimpses of um that speed and those results that they maybe suspected were there or, or they thought was there and and then now they've finally seen it, it can make them um excited and it can make them, you know, want to get behind the cause even more.
1: Fair enough. So that being said, what needs to happen on the weekends for uh Blake Wharton to be happy with uh the way he uh raced? Like what what are some uh what are some essentials to a good weekend for you?
2: Just keep doing what we're doing, and what I mean by that is just continue to race, but obviously the more I can get up front with the fastest guys in the class, um, the quicker I'll come around. Obviously starts, everyone says that, but starts are very important because they get you where you need to be. So I would say those those things, getting out there, having good practices, um, having no distractions, just being able to go out there and do what I've done in the past, which is go as fast as I can every lap um, possible and that's how you get comfortable that's how you get you know dialed in for um a main event
1: fair enough so uh um that being said uh you you've been uh you've been at this for quite some time now um actually i, I found it interesting that you're uh uh head to toe liat and they've got a helmet you're you're wearing a 60 helmet what, what like uh you've been in 60 quite a bit over the last few years what's uh, the reasoning there uh, obviously you're a fan of the brand
2: yeah, um, I am a fan of the brand. I've been with the, the 60 guys for, I wouldn't say, the beginning, or but maybe close to the beginning of when they were introduced um, to the industry. I am a big fan of the helmet. Um, I'm pretty impressed with the, the latest helmet they have. They've taken a already great product, and they've made it even better with you know the lighter helmet, uh, less weight going to the ground. That's a safer product, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Liat stuff, I've been also wearing Liat for a long time as well, Um, all the way back to the early days. I think it was one of the first amateur races. I actually believe I was the first amateur racer to have a a Liat neck brace and wore that for many years. And of course, they make a good product. Um, I'm pretty impressed with with what they're doing. Uh, Obviously, they make a helmet, but I believe it's their second or third year. Um, Definitely seen some some improvements with their helmet, Um, but I have a you know, longstanding
1: relationship with the 60 guys and just managed to, to um, go that route for this year. Fair enough. Uh, last couple of questions for you before I let you go. Um, you were racing quite heavily in the, uh, kicker arena cross, uh, series prior to, uh, the supercross series going East here. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts on that series as a whole, and some of the battles that you had with Jace Owen, as well as uh, as like his decision to stick with that series, and yours to continue on to to Supercross, um, and how beneficial were those gate drops into uh, getting some race pace and some race conditioning um, for uh, this this Supercross season?
2: Yeah, actually, I only got a chance to do one of the kickers, and I did uh, two nitro events. Okay, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but both arena cross series is provide a unique experience and a little bit different from one another uh, but i was pleased to, with my experience with the kicker guys um we were racing at um guthrie in guthrie oklahoma which is known to be one of the larger uh stadiums for arena cross so the track was pretty awesome the dirt was of course great in that typical oklahoma sort of red dirt fashion um but yeah and the racing was intense i must say um especially with having jace there of course he, Made things even more exciting and even more challenging. Um, that was my first race back, so I was still a little bit green, but uh, we did some battling the second day, and that was good. And I think ultimately contributes to you know the speed that I do have now in Supercross, or going being able to go out there and you know get a third or you know run in the top uh, in the raced race this weekend. You know I have to attribute a lot of that to to some of my earlier racing that I did this year. So definitely a big fan. You know would like to continue to do more of that in uh, you know going forward.
1: Well, there you go, my friend. Goals for this weekend? Um, what uh, what result do we need to see on the on the paper for uh, Blake Wharton to uh, to ha- have a uh, a happy weekend in his hometown Supercross and maybe go out on a Saturday night and celebrate?
3: Well, yeah,
2: I want to start in practice. You know, it really starts there, getting the confidence and getting your uh, speed up quicker. Um, and I'm hoping, for so much Justin, we're going to make this week. We'll, we'll uh, help us in that regard, but obviously running up front in the heat race, um, just to continue to learn that pace and say if these guys are the fastest guys right now, then I need to ride with them as much as possible. Um, as far as the main event goes, uh, definitely don't want to be doing my push-ups in the middle of the section. Nope. Um, this weekend, I have my tire imprint on the back of my uh, back. I figure I'll uh, I'm good for now. So yeah, get a good start, but obviously stay off the ground and, and uh, build from there. Uh, top, you know, I think I'm I know what I'm capable of. Um, being closer to the to the top five um, but you know starting with the top 10 and working our way down from there i think that's a reasonable realistic thing um realistic request but you know i'm always aiming for the stars so we'll see what i can pull off
1: fair enough my friend well i wish you the best of luck with it uh enjoy the rest of your day this monday after the minneapolis supercross hopefully uh you got uh, a busy week of training uh set before you and uh, best select this weekend Blake thanks for always making time for the Big MX, Big MX radio podcast Oh, right, thanks guys hey Big MX listeners thanks for listening to this episode check out these commercials support our sponsors we'll be right back to the show thanks for listening hey Big MX listeners let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles Sick Wicks is the small business that you may not have heard of so far and that's why they're on the show right now that's why we need to get you informed Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from. And the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you got to check them out. They're motocross, dedicated, and uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. they got that wood wick that sounds awesome. It, it pops and crackles just like a real fire. And uh, it's going to make your garage smell better. It's going to make your living room smell better. And if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're going to love these candles, and you can find them at sickwicks.com. Head there right now. Enjoy them, and you're going to love them. Absolutely. Check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses. CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality Purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1 and the full array of market-leading products, Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima Racing Oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.MaximaUSA.com.
3: We're
4: going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. Not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world I grew up in Newhall that was 805 I got into this can I said so that is a badass fucking can the beer's even better inside we have a band of brothers they're different they just like to have a good time and live life have fun and kill it fast house is nothing but fun we all want to feel good the average guy can go out there throw down I do it my way, and it's all that matters.
1: Me Slide my last chip while no fear. It's
4: not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her, and i am got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner, that mentality of the 60s, 70s. That's what we try to do, is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realize it. let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted and you're just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is going to break the mold how it used to be and maybe
1: even then some. Big MX listeners, super cross season is coming and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice session, sessions, talking about the race track, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program, and the money goes right back to the privateers. You're actually supporting their racing program, and you get a really cool experience. Check it out. Google the collective experience First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can, like, Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, The Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience, a proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey, guys, this is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered
0: by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get 15% off. The product's amazing. You'll love it. And uh, thanks to the support of Big MX Radio Broadcasts. We love being on the show and talk to you soon.
1: And we're back, Big MX Radio Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Blake Wharton. Uh, really excited to chat with him. He's always a good interview, always very talkative, and uh, gives a lot of good insight uh, as he's been around the block. The guy, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, might have turned pro on a carbureted 250F. I think that's the case because I think it's 08. And 08 yeah. still had yeah. carburetors. So, yeah, like uh, the, the Going all the way back to the carbureted days with uh, Blake Wharton, and now he's racing uh, a Honda 250F again in Supercross 2019. So uh, over 10 years uh, as a pro, still in the 250 class, based on some some years of hiatus and some injuries, and uh, uh, but a, but a race winner in the in the in the series and uh, a great racer in his own his own right. Uh, Dave, what's your, what's your best, uh, Blake Wharton story or wh- what are your thoughts on Blake Wharton as a, as an athlete, just a guy that you like to watch ride a motorcycle?
0: Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I was a big Blake Wharton fan, especially in his Geico Honda days. Um, just, you know, I, I related to him cause he had the hair flung out of the back of the helmet, which I had too. So, um, I loved, I loved his style. Um, he, he always had like some of the thickest gear out. Um, really, I don't know, it's just kind of eye catching, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember some of his, out, his outdoor battles, which are pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, I just, I watched him since, you know, from amateurs. I think I actually might've raced him at a amateur national or something like that, that I should not have been at cause I got smoked. I was going to say, um, you, yeah, you, guy, you
1: took off from the same gate as him. You may not have raced him. Yeah, there. it wasn't, it wasn't a race. Man. I've got plenty of those stories, but, um, mm.
0: yeah, I, I'm a big Blake Wharton fan. Um, I had him on the program for a bit last year and stuff. And, um, definitely, definitely a good dude um i'm excited to see how we how he ends up this this season man. he's got a extreme extreme uh just treasure trove of talent and you know i know he does great with his with his classes and he really knows the fundamentals and stuff and um yeah super excited to see how that, how that guy does but um yeah i'm 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 totally a blake wharton fan man and i i, I really wish the best for him in, the, in a lot of a lot of these upcoming races because i know he can kick butt in them
1: well, this is a this is a home race, so uh, we'll see how he does. Let's switch gears to the the 450 class, round seven or round six for those guys. And uh, um, it, on January one, if you had to uh, place bets on who was going to be the first guy to win three races on the year, I don't know what kind of odds you'd have to have to put it uh, at uh, Cooper Webb. Uh, I don't want to insult the guy, but wow, I. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I also didn't see a scenario coming where Cooper Webb would win three of the first six races of the year and not have the points lead. Um, absolutely insane. His average finish right now is uh, is actually just outside the fourth spot um, with both uh, Eli Tomac and Ken Roxen, uh just averaging just outside the three spots. So it's... Literally, you have th- three points separating the first four guys in the championship. The next closest guy is almost a full race back. In fact, he is a full race back. That's uh, uh, the fifth place of recent uh, factory. Now, now a factory runner was a privateer up until a, a little while ago in, in Dean Wilson. Of course, he had good support prior to that, but still. Um, incredible to think. Like this, this is one Hell of a championship! This particular race wasn't exactly the most uh, scintillating. Uh, with the fact that uh, yeah, Joey Savacchi out front early, kind of frustrating some guys. wasn't attracted, track that had a lot of uh, wasn't conducive to passing. I uh, think that's why you didn't see uh, Eli Tomac slashing through the field. There just wasn't a lot of space to make up time, especially with the ruts that we they were uh, navigating. Eli only comes back to a sixth place spot, but uh, um yeah like well, what are your thoughts on the whole like the the 450 class in general for this particular weekend uh, Joey Savaci leading laps he ends up getting passed by a couple of guys ends up fourth Cooper Webb collects his third race win of the of the season um, only one point back in the championship hunt like this is this is unprecedented stuff we have never and I, I I'm not even gonna go back and, and check. As far as the the numbers go, but after six rounds, we've never had three guy four guys within two points for the championship lead.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I mean, this past weekend, I was already amped because it was you know East Coast race, Minneapolis kind of close to to home um, for me or my new home. Um, but th- to see a four fifty race like this was just Phenomenal man I mean there's Action start to Finish uh Savace was Finally <laughs> The shining star That I thought he Would be um After monster cup looked super Comfortable out Front uh I think he, he got His bike really Well dialed in Not having any Issues with that Um but to see Cooper and Kenny And those guys Just keep each Other honest and Then you have Mo- Moose right Behind them and Then you had Bag up there For a while Pressuring those Guys and then You know getting pre- Putting pressure on Kenny it was just It was Super, super cool to see that. I thought for sure that Tomac would have kind of nailed this one, um, you know, regroup from his bad start like he normally does and make his late race charge. But, you know, that wasn't the case. But uh, still, there's tons and tons of stuff to see up front. Um, felt kind of gutted for Joey when those guys got around him, but that just goes to show you how hungry this pack is, and uh, for them to make a, a pass with only a handful of race, or a handful of laps to go, is just um, with, with just that that intensity and to be able to pull them still is just it just goes to show you. But uh, Cooper's on a mission, man, uh, and I I echo what you said uh, you know a little while ago. And I, no one had this guy tagged. I I, I can imagine. I mean, maybe people close to his camp knew what he was capable of, but Just Grant given the pack. <laughs> well, you know, given the past couple of seasons, his outdoors, his supercrosses, he didn't really give us anything to go off of. Like, we didn't have much uh, like faith in the Cooper Webb train, you know what I mean, that he could actually get the job done. Yeah, we thought he could do with maybe a couple of top fives here and there, but wins, I think, were of the question for a lot of people. And he is making us eat our words, man. The guy looks like the most solid of anybody, you know. He looks just as good as Tomac, just as good as Roxton. I mean, um, he looks, looks super solid. His bike's working great. And one thing that I, that I find really fascinating is that this is a whole new program for him, a whole new bike, whole new team, whole new trainer. And the guy looks more at home than anyone else. He's riding aggressively. He looks like he's been riding this bike for years. He's not, not nervous about having, you know, rocks and breathe down his neck or moose skin or sobriety. or not talking like anybody. Um, he's willing to go toe to toe and not be shoved around by these guys, which it's, it's hard for a lot of guys who haven't been in that spot before. Um, uh, you know, being up front in the 450 class. So uh, hats off to him, man. He's got confidence right now. I think he knows that he's one of the better riders in this, in this class. Uh, he's, he's not afraid to, to put in and face, you know what I mean? Or, or steal a win from Tomac, like, we, like we're seeing. So I'm excited, man. He is, he's making this, this, this whole entire series is that much more exciting to watch. Um, each weekend, it's, I don't know who the hell's going to win, man. It could be a Tomac show. It could be Roxanne finally sneaking out from that second spot to get a win. And the fact that they're also close in points, I mean, this is insane, man. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen, who's going to use what strategy, who's going to attack when. It's, it's insane. It's, uh, it's the best kind of scenario that we could have asked for in Supercross.
1: That it is. And uh what's crazy about this season so far, um, if you and you really look at it, um, is is the laps led. Is the like Cooper Cooper Webb and of course they don't have laps led for uh, Anaheim two because stats apparently. Um but Cooper Webb has thirty five laps led. The second closest to him right now is Dean Wilson from the 14 laps that he led in Anaheim one. Justin Barsha, who won that race, uh, has led uh, all of six laps, which were the final six laps of that race. Blake Baggett has three. This uh, in third place for the year on laps led is Eli Tomac with 12. And your current leader in the points has only led six laps all season. That was at uh, at the um, in Phoenix incredible this is this is an absolutely wild championship i can't believe it and uh and actually this weekend uh with a few guys missing from their action i think uh ryan Brees wasn't there um justin hill didn't show up uh there's a couple of guys who didn't end up making the trip to uh, to Minneapolis that opened things up like like Austin Politelli wasn't there a couple other guys weren't there that opened up some spots in the main event Cheyenne Harmon makes his second main event of the year Dylan Mary uh, yeah or not Dylan um Daniel Herline uh made I believe that's his first main event of the year Ben LeMay's been solid all season long and the cat the 3-3-0 Finally put in some solid qualifying. Finally got in through the LCQ. And uh, I know you've got to be pumped anytime that guy is, is in the main event. Is this uh, is this going to open up the floodgates? Is this what AJ needed to uh, start putting in the main every single weekend? He's got one point on the championship. He's still got a little bit ways to go uh, before he catches uh, current 20th points. 20th in the points, which is uh, Alex Ray. But uh, that's a step in the right direction.
0: Oh, most definitely, man. It, it it was long overdue. I mean, we all know how talented AJ is, and I think it was just a, a mental block. I know AJ feels super comfortable on the East Coast. Um, he feels way at home on the dirt type. Um, you know, the the way that they flow. It's just it's a little bit little bit different than the than the West Coast. Um, you know, and, and I know he's got a lot more support from fans and stuff on the East Coast round. So um i think all that just culminates into just a better mental state form which you know these guys are all mental cases so um yeah I, I think i think this is just the tip of the iceberg and what he can accomplish i think he's he's more than capable of doing like you know a 17 16 if he wants to 15th if he puts the puts the work in um but yeah i'm just, I'm just happy to see it finally happen i know it's a weight off his shoulders i know a lot of the sponsors are going to be happy with this one because that's kind of where we expect him to be is, in the in the main events regularly, so um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see that, and I, I hope it continues, man. And I definitely want to give a shout out to Tyler Intignap, but he was super close to that to that uh to that last transfer spot. I think it's definitely going to happen for him this year. I'm waiting for it, um, and I, yeah, I know he's definitely going to uh, going to make things happen in 2019.
1: Who makes a main event first, Tyler or Adam? Uh
0: the way things are going, I think. Tyler's starts are looking a little bit better and he's able to stay stay out of trouble. Um, if, if he can keep that streak going, it's looking like Tyler right now is is the is the man of mission. You know, not to take anything away from Adam. You know, that's my, that's my buddy, that's my boy. Um, but I, I think he's got to figure those starts out because he's definitely talented enough to get into this main. And that's where he should be, you know what I mean? Gonna, he should have been know, in this no one. Real. Yeah, yeah, he should Like, exactly, he's, I he's
1: I, I'm sorry, I, I, I mean, no discredit to Daniel Harline, I, no, I mean no discredit to, honestly, to Cheyenne Harmon, who we're going to have an interview with him shortly here, um, or Casey Brennan. Adam Entignap is a better supercross rider than all three of those guys, and all three of those guys were in the main event.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think it just comes down to just, like I said, start getting out of trouble in the in 450 class. Um and maybe, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a mental block, you know, it's a new new equipment form, relatively new, uh new team, new scenario. And um it might be a little bit added pressure on him, but he's gotta he's gotta push it all to the side and ride the way that the guy can. And he knows how to ride a motorcycle, man. He's the seven deuce deuce for a reason. You know, he's um No, he's he, the ninety seven for a reason.
1: The seven deuce deuce wasn't 90, making mains. <laughs>
0: ninety seven deuce deuce, there you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll combine the two of them um yeah I, I i think it's it's overdue for him making a main event man i mean he's he was has got the talent off and he's season, he, the he's training. got
1: speed he's getting he's been up there he in does. times he's i, he I think he's, yep. he's qualified in a spot that would send him to the main almost every weekend so far if not damn close yep and uh i think so i tweeted out like there's a list of guys who if they don't make the main tonight they obviously you have no excuse because like this yep. was a perfect opportunity to make something special happen in a main event and uh yeah like like that i, I did, i'm just looking at daniel hairline 18th place in the main event that easily could have been addy
0: 100 man I, I know he knows that he should be there too so um i'm i'm i'm, I'm just waiting for it. i know it's gonna happen um you said it yourself man he's super talented he's got the equipment he knows what he has to do is get the, the solid program and um, yeah he needs it to happen, man. he definitely needs to play it in the main event, um, just not only for himself but for the team and just to get that weight off of his shoulders.
1: Yes, absolutely. So what do we expect this weekend in Dallas? Um, it's apparently very similar, actually not apparently. if you look at it, it's basically a carbon copy of uh, of Glendale. Uh, except for a couple of different features for the for the most part, the layout the layout is exactly the same. The features might be a little bit changed, but basically everything else is the same. Uh, of course, we know that Blake Baggett won that race. Uh, I think he's got to be a little worse for wear. Uh, I don't think he was firing all cylinders after uh, after San Diego and after a pretty scary wreck in uh, in Minneapolis. He's probably uh, I would expect um, I would expect Blake to kind of fly under the radar for at least one week before going uh, uh, d- before we see him back in the top five but um, other guys who happen to have really good uh, at least qualifying times Justin Hill coming back from uh, ha- taking a little bit off with some hurt ribs he'll be back uh, as well as uh, the 16 machine Zach Osborne makes his way back to Supercross. Um, that's two more guys that will be in the main event this weekend, as well as uh, Ryan Brees will be back, as well as uh, uh, a couple of guys. They'll, they'll, they'll be back in this thing, and uh, there's they're, they're definitely going to be... Um, even more of a fight for those uh, those precious spots in the main events. But what do you expect to see from some of the top runners? Like, is Eli Tomac just going to come out and smash everybody? Uh, is Ken Roxon finally going to get a win? Or does Cooper Webb just continue to rattle off wins while everyone else uh, figures out what to do with second?
0: Oh, yeah, that one's, that one's going to be tough, man. Uh,
1: I want to say went. that after, the,
0: after after pulling a sixth place, that Tomac's going to be fired up and wants to get that win. Um, it's never a good. idea to bet against Tomac. You guys just an animal. I mean, what more can you say about him? Um, I think like I said, Cooper's got just Truck loads of confidence right now and he's not afraid of these guys I definitely pick him for a podium spot and kenny's mm. been just consistent every single race. So you, you know, he's gonna be in the podium so um, it's Oh, man, it, it's just it's so tough because we've never had an instance where so many guys can get up there and and steal a win so um i don't know what my picks are going to be for this for this weekend um, i i i do want to say if i if i was forced to i think tomac's going to get get the job done this weekend try to salvage those points and and get that red play back um i want to say that kenny's going to follow up with a second and i'm going to put cooper on the podium for a third because uh i i i'm pretty sure he's going to he's going to want to keep this podium streak going for a little while so um Oh man, even even with that pick, just going off of that, you know, pure common sense like that, it's still not a guarantee, you know. Yeah, this one's definitely tough.
1: Definitely, that's why we're that's why we uh, paid very little to make these predictions. Yeah, um, <laughs> like I, I fully expect Ken Roxon to come out uh, and really make something special happen this weekend. Uh, I feel like he's ready for it. I feel like he's got the speed. Um, and I, I like he's got to be getting close to a spot where he's feeling ready to start hanging it out and get to that next, that X factor uh, of speed. Of course, if the real Eli Tomac does stand up and, uh, and, and just, um, he, he has the ability to put the, put the tools to everybody. That's been the beauty of this championship. You really don't know. Heck maybe Marvin Moosecan comes in and goes, uh, rips the whole shot and see, and see you later. It could be any one of those guys. Um, but uh, honestly, I think the smart money is on Eli Tomac. Uh, I think you're right. I think a, a sixth place uh, tastes pretty shitty to him, and he's going to want to rectify that. So uh, I would, I would, I would expect Eli Tomac to come back swinging this weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I think, especially on a racetrack where there's there's some long straights, um, he, he's going to be definitely a force to be reckoned with. So I, I think you'd be safe with that. With that. I think we should take an opportunity now to send it uh, off to an interview that I conducted with a hometown boy for uh, the Dallas Supercross. Uh, a couple of Texans on this podcast as we're talking about the uh, Dallas Supercross coming up as well as looking back on the Minneapolis Supercross that's happened here on the Big Mix Radio podcast. And, of course, this interview is brought to you by The Collective Experience. The com is where you can sign up For an exclusive experience you can't find anywhere else in the pits. Nowhere else can you be the videographer for somebody's vlog on their race day. Nowhere else will you be able to capture video and go over it with them to talk about race strategy. Uh, Then the collective experience, check them out today. Be a part of it. Make your dreams come true and live your dreams. The collective experience will be right back after this interview with Cheyenne Harmon. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD, medterracbd.com. You can log in and enter discount code Big MX Radio 15 to save 15% upon checkout as well as over at uh, sickwix.com. Sickwix is the number one place to get all of your soy-based wax candles. They're amazing. They smell great and you can also save on their website right now before Valentine's Day. Get yourself some candles over at Sickwix. I am your host. Brad Gebhardt with us on the line. He's a repeat offender. We've had him on the podcast literally every single year that we've been doing this podcast and we're coming up shortly on our five-year anniversary. I believe he's for sure been on the podcast more times than that. Uh, he is the 118 in your program. He was in the main this last weekend at Minneapolis. Cheyenne Harmon, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
3: Always a good time to chat with you love being on here
1: so yeah thanks for giving me a call absolutely um halen all the way from you're you're a texas boy am i not am i mistaken texas born and raised Texas born and raised and we got a race happening there this weekend I think we're actually going to have uh, Blake Wharton on the show later on today as well kind of a little bit of a Texas feel to it um, but uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about your season leading up to and the preparations for I know we talked to you in Je- in December leading up to the season when we kind of released that uh, you're going to be changing numbers uh, you're going to be staying on uh, on blue machines but that was pretty much the only thing staying the same for you for this particular year um, you got Ted Parks uh, tripping the bike uh, to, the, to the track for you on weekends, you're flying in uh, an upgrade in your program compared to last year when you're, uh, you're basically road tripping it in an RV. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the preparations going into the season, how things were flowing uh, as you uh, went into A1 and uh, how you've put, put yourself in two, two main events already this season after six races.
3: Well, I know I can't go into this year doing the same thing I had been because it, it wasn't working. So. You know, I'm not, really, I'm not really wanting to just be that guy that's happy with the night show. I want to be in those main events and, and getting in those main events and progressing in the main events and getting better finishes. And uh, So, yeah, you know, the, the number change was uh, I didn't want people to get too comfortable and get me branded with 645 because I don't plan on keeping a three-digit forever. And uh, and I just felt like it was going to be a good change. I was coming this year, and I changed everything in my program. And uh, yeah, so I was like, you know, let's change the number. and Let's just have a fresh restart. um This off season, I hired a trainer, uh, Greg Albertson, uh, up in Shawnee, Oklahoma. It's actually uh, it's HSBK Racing now, but it used to be Trey Knard's old facility. Right. So yeah, me and Greg have uh, been working together since about October. and um, Putting in the work, you know, with my riding, I feel like I'm riding the best I've ever have. And, my fitness is getting a lot better. Uh, yeah, so there's just a, everything changes going into the season. And uh, so, yeah, just going in prepared. Um, you know, you mentioned Ted Parks, Ted. Uh, you yeah, have TPJ holds my stuff now. And uh, I fly in on the weekends. You know, before the season started, you, or even when the season was getting planned, I kind of got with my sponsors and everybody. And I told I was like, look, we're going to go race it. The only way that I think that i can go and be successful is if i'm able to fly to these races and be home during the week to do my preparation and i think it's you know it's starting to show um, you know we've been in two main events and those are the first two main events we've ever made in the 450 class so so yeah you know things are it's a process no doubt but we are uh we're, we're working towards that goal
1: certainly some steps in the right direction uh, I feel like uh, this season so far is a bit of a culmination of just how much more serious you are about racing in general just basically uh, from uh, coming up and, and uh, betting on yourself, spending the time spending the money and uh, the sweat equity into racing the Canadian Nationals where you na- you earned national number 17 a feather in your cap and you'll be excited to uh, hopefully rep that this summer if you're given that opportunity to come up and do some of those races again. I think that'd be awesome for you. And then just having the success of, um, of of riding up front and being like one of the faster guys, to be honest, in the the Canadian Supercross series, uh, where you were uh, like head and shoulders above a lot of the uh, some of the the better known uh canadian supercross uh, or canadian motocross guys uh you're right up in there with those guys showing them uh, uh how a supercross works uh and just showing them how much time you dedicate to that And i think that was a really good thing for you and then of course yeah just completely uh changing your approach not being satisfied with those those night shows wanting to be that main event guy um and that's turned itself into two main events two of which were uh like both both of which were when pretty much everybody's there i think this weekend uh, that things were a, a, a little bit more favored towards a privateer making his way in but the reality is you still have to capitalize on that that opportunity and to be completely honest with you Cheyenne when I looked at the qualifying times and who has uh, the best chance of getting in um, there was a good 2-3 guys that I had on my list uh, that should make it into the main ahead of you uh, both of which being uh, the Antiknap brothers I thought they was, those guys would make it in um, make their first appearances in mains for this uh, particular year and uh, neither one of them did you were able to, to make it into the main and uh, so maybe just walk us through that a little bit of uh, seizing that opportunity and then uh, obviously making the best of the main events because um, in my opinion when you guys finally do make it into the main event I feel like there's a little bit of more of a, uh, rather than a get to the main event and all right, all right now it's time to race uh, there's a little bit of almost like a uh, uh, a sense of relief like finally I made it in almost so so overwhelming that you guys have a hard time really going into the main events and actually racing them rather than just sort of like like sort of I made it there you know what I mean similar to how you used to be with the night shows like oh finally I made it to the night show that's what I was worrying about now you've done now you have to deal with the same thing moving into the 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 main event where uh, at, at one point it was just to get there now the next step is to get there and race it
3: yeah you know you know going through the weekend you know the the weekend started off a little rough you know <laughs> with the limegate scandal in san diego everybody's bikes had pretty pretty roads. luckily got my bike for a day and uh clayton reeves the he's basically my little brother he was, he uh he had about 12 hours to frame it and get it ready to send back on the rig and um he did it, you know, did the best he could with the amount of time he did. He did a great job. Um, but it, we didn't get a chance to actually ride the bike any and make sure it was okay. So I went out during free practice, and there was, you know, of course, some more issues uh, that were going on. And thankfully, uh, Shane Drew over at Yamaha gave me the parts I needed to get the bike back going.
1: Canadian so we got boy. Going and, I like it. Um,
3: we got out in the, uh, the, the first time qualifier, which was actually my free practice. Cause my free practice, I didn't really get to ride much. Um, so yeah, I got out there and I got tracked down and I got in the lot, you know, that I felt was decent. And, uh, but I kept getting more comfortable as the time went on. And anyways, yeah, we went into the night show and I, I knew that, I mean, I, I don't go to the, like I said, the races thinking about the night show. I'm going to think about main event. So it's always the same goal, but, uh, so yeah, we got in there, you know, the heat race I was a little disappointed in. I, I really thought I could make it out of the heat and uh, unfortunately I I didn't and, uh, so I had to go to the L C Q and yeah, I just executed a good start, got out front, just rode my race and you know, that was good that was good for me, you know. Yeah, made it look led, easy, but, man. but yeah, as far as the main event goes, you know, it's uh, it, there's a lot of – it's a long day to begin with, and when you have to go to that LCQ, that's a lot of extra stress. And, you know, there's just a lot of emotions that go through the day from time you get to the stadium till it's race time till you're in the main event. Um, so, yeah, you know, after winning the LCQ, I was pretty happy. You know, you kind of go from a high of emotion to, like, have kind of the reality check, like, okay, now it's time to go work. And uh, But, man, I was really – I was just honestly – wasn't as physically spin as i was mentally just from the day and then my my whole goal in that main you know the the first main event i made in phoenix i uh i crashed out of with about five minutes to go unfortunately so yeah my goal for this main event was to finish somewhere in the top 20 and finish the race and uh i finished 19th and got a checkered flag so that was kind of that was a step in the right direction so Kind of, you know. Now I'm I've, I've seeing how the main event works, and how, and I'm learning so much every weekend, and and it's good having guidance from like Greg and stuff like that because he's been around this so long, he knows how it works, and um, uh, and you know, he keeps he keeps me in check. You know, it's like, hey, like this is realistic, this is how uh, things should go, and you know, we're 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 making those things happen. And, so yeah, now that I've been in two main events, kind of see how they work so we just need to keep working forward and, um, you know, we're going to keep working to keep making those main events. And now that I know how they work, we should be able to start riding them a little better and get some better results because I know I'm capable of it. You know, in the short amount of time that I've worked with Greg, I mean, I personally, I feel like my riding has just gone to a whole nother level. I've never had a riding coach other than my dad before, which, you know, it was quite a while ago. Yeah. So it's good to have guidance, you know, instead of going to the track like, huh, like, what should I do today? Because sometimes, some days you might go and do the right thing, but then there might be other days where you don't need to do that. You do something else. So
1: or you just of goofing off.
3: Structure. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never really gone to the track and goofed off. You know, I've always done and made myself a plan like, hey, I'm going to do this. and Maybe at the end of the day play, but I really don't, you know, I mean, heck, last I, last year and the year before, I barely rode at all during the week, and now, I the week leading up to Phoenix, I did like 150 laps on Supercross track. So, just just leading up to the week, the weekend, and um, so yeah, no, just there's been so many things change, and yeah, so I'm 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 happy with how things are going. You know, it's obviously a process that doesn't happen overnight. But uh, I think if we keep working, we can we can be one of those guys. You know, we're we're doing it doing it more so than often now. And, yeah, we just we just got to keep working.
1: For sure. Like I, I assume at this point, you're, you're... – Main goal right now is to is to be consistently in those main events so much to the point where very much like you said with the 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 night shows where you're so comfy in the in the, the main event that you can start to race it start to move forward start to be uh like say like a Kyle Chisholm so to speak or uh, in other years like a Kyle Cunningham where get into the main event get those laps forward move into that 15 16 17 spot uh consistently where you're able to race forward and maybe uh, take advantage of a good start uh and then and start to build off of that you don't go from main, making main events to uh to top 10 finishes that's not realistic but uh it is realistic to think that you can now uh, start to just work on that process of consistently making it into the main events and, uh, just being one of those guys. And I think that, uh, the, the changes you made in the off season have definitely worked towards that. Um, why choose the, the one eighteen? I can't remember if we, if we went over that in the last podcast, if we did, I, I apologize. But uh, yeah, it just seems uh, that, that that number, of course, uh, reminiscent of Davy Millsaps as he was growing up, ran that for a long period of time, and then one year uh, as a, uh, a couple of years I guess, as uh, a factory Honda guy uh, running that number. What was the reason for going to that?
3: Um, I wanted to get, uh, you know, like I said, didn't want anybody to get comfortable with 645 because I'm working towards that two-digit number and that's what I plan to get, Um. I wanted a, I wanted a number that started with a one, and it was the lowest number that I liked. And obviously, I'm a Davy Millsaps fan, um, but it was it just really come down. It was the lowest number that I I liked and felt like it was going to look good on me, so I chose it. Um, yeah, that's about the only reason I did. Yeah, fair enough.
1: 118. I like it. Uh, it served you well so far. Uh, what about the 17? Will we get to see? Canadian National 17 get ran uh, up here in Canada. Um, I, at this point, I assume it would be a full privateer effort, but have you gotten any interest from uh, any uh, Yamaha Canada support? Maybe uh, Dave Derringer uh, from uh, uh, MX Culture uh, help you out for some of those things? Like I know um, having having another Yamaha inside the top 20, actually very close to the top 10, in fact. A lot of your motos, uh, I think uh, you went 11-11. When, the, when i was pit boarding for you here in Minidosa, um, yeah like that was uh, 10 11 10, 10 11 10 11 10 sorry uh, and then i got a ninth and then i got a ninth overall
3: at Popcom. but yeah uh, but that's yeah. true
1: can, so, can we also include uh, how you uh, how mike brown was 40 years old and racing away from you or did you not want to leave that out
3: yeah we'll just leave that one out Okay, but, hey i'm not the only one he 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 pulled away from.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, you and everybody I else mean, in the rest kind of the
3: years, yeah. He's, he's kind of superhuman, so like,
1: And he's on a Yamaha I kind of
3: feel it. I kind of feel it's acceptable.
1: Yes. He is a, he is a anyways, national that's champion. Another story. Yeah.
3: No, Uh. yeah, so... You will see me up there again this summer on a luck racing, merge race at Yamaha 450. Okay. Um, it's a new team starting up, and... Yeah, it's going to be good. It's kind of a full deal for me. I'll get to uh, not have to worry about anything other than racing this summer, and that's going to be great. So I think with the progress I've already made in Supercross, I can't wait to see the progress I'm going to make once we get into the outdoor training. And, uh, yeah, I think think you're going to be seeing, I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but I I think uh, some of those guys are going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good summer, yeah. It's gonna be a good summer. I'm excited. Mainly just to be able to go and not have to worry about anything other than racing. Showing up and the bike's gonna be ready, it's gonna be a good bike. You know, merge racing is gonna be doing the motors and suspension and I've been I've been on the merge program for two, three years now and it's I I'm hundred percent believer in their suspension and motors. I think it's the best I've ever had. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good summer. I'm really excited for it up there.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm excited that you don't have to give all the details. Of course, we'll probably recheck back in with you once you probably know more and can uh, give us the, the full rundown of, of the team starting up. I'm, I'm excited to hear that uh, you won't have to uh, stay with me in a, ho- in a hotel room in uh, Minnedosa to get your, your job done. But it was nice to be able to uh, <laughs> throw the pit board out there for you. And uh, uh, I feel like I, I had at least a small uh, part of your, uh, your your top 10 ride in that first moto there.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, we might be able to cut a race or two or something. You never know. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but no, yeah. No, that was cool. And man, I mean, not only you, but there's been so many people. I mean, not only in Canada, but just throughout my career that's been big part, little part. And, you know, it's hard to remember so many of those people, but it's so appreciated because it, it, it all goes a long way and it is so much help. You know, you know, I had just, you know, the race you help me out, you know, that's kind of how people who would come in and help me with on the weekends, you know, wash the bike, throw the pit board, you know, it's, it's, it's better than, you know, one or two of those races when I was pushing the bike to the line by myself and had to find a random fan that was hanging over the fence to come hold my bike while I packed my gate. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I think that I'm really happy that I took the chance of going up there and I think it, you know, he got me a, a deal to come up there and race again this summer, so I'd say I'd say that everything I went through last summer was uh, was worth it at this point because I got a, I got a deal. It's not on a factory team, but we're gonna have really good equipment and and I and I have the option in my contract if if the factory team wants to wants wants me or needs me that I can go to that. So that's a really cool thing. But, yeah, it's going to be a good summer. I'm excited. I like Canada. Can't wait to get some more and uh See all my Canadian friends this summer.
1: Yes, sir. You're a popular guy. And like you said, yeah, uh, get it, getting into those main events or into those motos, putting your best foot forward, and uh, that's how you got – number 17 and uh, i gotta say of all the guys um who who race at uh, in and around your level uh i think you're probably the most serious on race day you've got a race face uh where did you uh develop that just that serious workman-like mentality when showing up to race Uh, i find that when when you're really supported well when when you don't when you all you have to worry about is going fast on the motorcycle you can really make something special happen why is that
3: um, I, you know, that's a really good question. I've, uh, you know, growing up, you know, my dad was always a really hard worker. And, uh, anytime we went to a race, it was always business, that's how we looked at it, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't put everything I have into what I do. And didn't all that to show up on race day to, no, oh, yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be a fun day. No, I mean, I mean, you know, I try to be lighthearted and, and have fun, but yeah, I mean, I'm there to, uh, to, to race and to do my best. And, uh, so yeah, I just, uh, try to stay focused. And, you know, I'm a hard worker. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't see a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. And I post a little bit about some of my training off the bike and stuff like that, but I don't really post everything. And, and like I said, I'm just, I'm a hard worker and I grew up. With my dad being a hard worker, so I was raised to be one. And uh, you know, race day is business day. And, you know, that that's essentially me showing up for work. So I'm showing up, showing up there to work and be serious.
1: Fair enough. So this weekend is a home race for you anything that you have planned anything uh anybody you got to buy extra tickets for uh i know you as well as a lot of other texas boys circle this one as well as uh houston uh on the calendar as uh as really special races of course you you look to be making it into the main event but what are all some other things that are kind of around the uh the the event that uh, you're looking forward to and maybe some obligations you've got with some of your sponsors uh in and around that area
3: yeah, no, this is always the
1: best one. I mean, you know,
3: growing up as a kid, I always went to Dallas Supercross because it's my home race, and now I'm getting to race it. Um, you know, this is, I've got to race it for quite a, you know, for a few years now, but, but yeah, it's always a special one to me because every, everybody I grew up around that, that seen me race locally, they're all here, so it's just a special race for me. Um, you know, actually, I don't really have a whole lot of special planned uh, other than me and, uh, my title sponsor badass attorney.com we're hosting an after party after the race um, but other than that i don't i'm just keep it keep it a normal week for me riding training doing my thing um you know nothing really extra i think we're gonna i think some of my sponsors and me we are gonna have good dinner on friday night and get together but other than that just try to keep it as normal as possible but yeah no i'm excited and but, you know, again, it's just another race day that I have to treat treat the same as I do every week. So, um, yeah, it'll be good to see everybody and race in front of everybody. And, you know, hopefully we go out there and we execute another main event for everyone
1: there you go my friend well i hope that you're able to do exactly that if you've, you've definitely put yourself in a good position to be successful so far um and, and so far, i believe this is a, a high watermark as far as uh, main events made for the season already only six rounds in you got to be pretty happy with yourself so, so far no
3: yeah no i'm uh, i'm i'm happy you know two main events that that's the goal i mean i come to race for the main events i would like to you know i'd i think i should have been in the main event at san diego unfortunately i had a bike problem while running second in the lcq um i had a good heat race going there too and with the the muddy conditions i was i was running sixth and i saw i had about a lap and a half to go and i wanted to try to conserve the bike and when i did i started making mistakes and going a lot slower than i should have and then reed sealy and freeze passed me so i had to go to the lcq but uh and like I said, I was running the second there, and I tripped over, and I got up, and my bike was fried. It wasn't even moved, so that was disappointing. So, but yeah, no, it was good. It's good to be in the main event. That's what we're working towards, and, um, yeah, that's just that's, that's the goal every weekend to be in the main event, so.
1: Right on, man. I I absolutely love it. What are the chances? Like, who who uh, uh, are you with Answer this year? Who are you with? Um, I'm wearing O'Neal gear this year. O'Neal O'Neil, O'Neil gear this year. You bounce around a little bit, as a lot of privateers do, including privateer podcasts like me. I like bounce around a little bit. We'll be in fly going forward. Um, but uh, um, what are the chances we can get to a uh, a Cheyenne Harmon 118 jersey uh, in the hands of a of a lucky listener? Yeah, um,
3: definitely should be able to do something like that I guess, before too long. You know, with the gear, with the, the brand change, you know, I've kind of got to restock on gear. But O'Neill, you know, they I'm really happy with my program. It's a really awesome program. And I'm, uh, I'm stocking up the gear now. So here, here in a few weeks, I should be able to do a jersey giveaway for somebody.
1: Alright, perfect. Let's uh, let, let's uh, put together a little bit of a contest thing. Maybe put it on, on, a, on a two-week timeline of who can enter for it. Uh, if you can, uh, if those who are listening right now, you can email your submission to um, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com you, I'll put the link to that in the description of this podcast. And uh, the trivia question is, what was uh, Cheyenne's uh, number prior to switching to 118? Um... The answer to that you just send that to Brad Gebhardt at Gmail at Brad Gebhardt 88 at gmail.com check that out and uh, in a couple of weeks we'll pull a number I'll pull a, a random email for uh, who's gonna win that jersey from Cheyenne Cheyenne it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast we're gonna do a uh, an Instagram live with you later on this evening as well looking forward to that but uh, until then we'll, uh, we'll we'll cut off the podcast right around here yeah thanks for having me on and uh, you know I just want to Give a big thank you to,
3: to all my sponsors that are helping me out this year. With Yes, sir. Uh, Aaron at com, Todd over at Shawnee Motors. Been a huge part of my program for many years now. And uh, really could not even do what I do without that guy. So, you know, he's he's and not only that, he's also become a big part of my life as, as a friend. So, um, you know, Max of Yamaha, Merge Racing, Defy Graphics, in Texas, Pro Circuit, Hoosier Tires, love the tires, they've been working great, Recluse Clutches, Dirt Trick Sprockets, Guts Racing, Seat Covers, uh, Humblebee, Hemp Co., which is a CBD oil company out here in Texas,
1: Tell me a little uh, bit about audio. that before I let you go. Tell me a little bit about Honeybee. What's, what's that all about? Because CBD is an emerging uh, industry that we don't know enough about. Of course, everyone needs to go to MedterraCBD.com. But what's what's Honeybee all about?
3: Yeah, so Humblebee uh, Hemp Co. is uh, they're based out here in Texas. Uh, yeah, it's just a CBD oil company that I've partnered with here recently. Uh, if anybody's interested in trying out any of the cbd products uh, use code Harmon 20 at checkout uh get a discount on your on your order but yeah i've been using the uh the cbd product for a little bit now and the muscle rubs and you know i use the non the, the isolated one you know that's 100 percent thc free um, you know because we get uh tested by the wada um and then also you know a lot of people you know they probably get drug tested at work and whatnot but yeah, so I, I've been using it a lot and it's been really good for me. I feel like it really helped help with my stress level and, and mellowing me out and I I'm a believer in the product and I know that it there's huge benefits for not only that but your everyday life or your everyday so called normal person. Um it, it's really it's really something that you can't in my opinion you can't afford not to be taken. So uh, yeah, I'm a believer in it. And like I said, if you if anybody's interested, get any you know humblebeefco com. Use code Harmon twenty at checkout and uh, get a, get a discount on it. Heck, even at worst, you can give it to your dog.
1: It's good for animals as well. For sure, absolutely. If you deal with anxiety, if you deal with uh, insomnia, have a hard time sleeping at night, you've got inflammation. CBD is absolutely essential to that. Uh, Inflammation is the leading cause to disease, and uh, you can take care of that by uh, a daily dose of some CBD oil or whether that's uh, some pills or a a tincture of uh, the CBD oil. Get yourself into it right now, whether you're doing uh, Humblebee or uh, Medterra CBD. Of course, that's the, the CBD brand of choice for Big MX Radio. Cheyenne Harmon here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast to chit-chat and get uh, all of the, uh, the I's dotted, T's crossed when it comes to covering your career. And uh, we look forward to uh, to seeing you in a main event. Coming up soon, hopefully in Dallas, uh, and if not the, the weekend after in Atlanta. But uh, um, really appreciate you making some time for us. We're looking forward to reconnecting with you later on this evening for an Instagram Live. But, uh, yeah, continue driving safely along uh, the friendly highways of Texas, and we'll chat again soon.
3: All right. Thanks, Brad. Have a good one.
1: And we're back. Final statements here on the Big MX Radio podcast. Dave, you're currently in the friendly state of Arizona, you will be in Dallas this weekend. Um, quick thoughts on the 250 class for predictions. Uh, a couple of guys that need to have sort of a bounce back. Weekend, Mitchell Oldenburg finds himself off the podium for the first time in three three, three Supercrosses dating back to last year. Uh, Chase Sexton, a uh, fifth place. Definitely not where he wants to be. He wants to win races Um what who do you expect to be a top step of the podium, uh, other than the fact that uh, Austin Forkner, who's just uh, seemingly speed-wise, a cut above?
0: Yeah, it, it's honestly it's going to be hard to to say that Forkner won't can't be that guy again. I think the only thing that could stop him is himself right now, and he may run into the same issue that we talked about with AC where. You know he'll have that incident where he'll come rushing into a corner or something, and he'll wash the front, or he'll miss he'll miss time a a rhythm or something like that, and get himself uh, out of sync, and then have somebody go past him. So I think um, that's the only only thing that that could derail him. But um, I honestly I think that uh, we're going to see his teammate uh, Martin Davalos end up. Snagging a podium here, I, th- I think pretty soon. If not this weekend, then definitely next weekend. Because uh, that guy's that guy's good for a couple uh, a couple podiums, maybe even a sneak win here or there. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, I expect uh, Justin Cooper or Mitchell Oldenburg, either one, um, to just to flip flop podium finishes. And I, I think the way that Justin rode in time qualifying um i think he he can he, he might be able to match forkner if he gets out front with them and can pace him out i think this kid is a lot more talent than people realize and um I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if he snagged himself a win i'm not gonna lie so um you can't count out jordan smith man nope. i think we're gonna end up seeing i think we're gonna end up seeing uh the same issues of 450 class where we have guys that on uh, any given weekend we've got five six guys that could that could take the w so um who knows man Smith is sneaky, too. Like he, he's one of those guys that are like a quiet second, quiet third, and then next weekend, boom, he's, you know, he's winning by half the track. So yeah. keep an eye out for all these guys, man. It's, it's so tough to tell right now. The this, this talent pool is so, so deep right now. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: That it is. Well, we're looking forward to it. I can't wait to hear your take on all things as you'll be uh, trackside for the Dallas Supercross. Enjoy it. Enjoy your space day in the friendly state of Arizona. Uh, and uh, and a happy Valentine's Day to yourself and uh, your, your girlfriend back home. I will, I myself, We'll be uh, heading off to uh, a lovely dinner on my own right. So uh, this will probably be our last time chatting prior to the, this weekend's race, except for some uh, text messages that I send you about how uh, AJ Catanzaro's qualifying is going um, poorly. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check in again this time next week, my friend, maybe a little bit earlier, as it is uh, pretty late on a Wednesday afternoon. We'll try and get this out, uh, our next podcast out sometime on Monday next week. But, uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, as always, thanks for the time, my friend.
0: Oh, no worries, man. Excited to do it and looking forward to uh, digging into Arlington.
1: All right, cool, man. You have yourself a great one. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. Sick Wicks Candles, Soy Candles, and Wax Melts for Moto fans like you. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com.